Yeah, uh, 3D remake of Double Dragon 2. Oh. Oh, but beat-em-ups in three dimensions, especially ones based on old classic IPs, don't... Final Fight Street-wise. I don't know. Here's my thing. Uh, I mean, it could be, you know, the pseudo-3D where it's still side-scrolling, but they changed that the graphics. But Double Dragon 2 was, like, the game I played with my dad all the time. Like, it's Double Dragon 2 when I think of, like, gaming as a kid. I can't wait. Donnie's trying to join us now. I'm here. Uh, you're kind of quiet. What about now? Perfect. Doesn't sound like Donnie. Maybe he's transplanted his consciousness into a robot body that has a different voice. It's be. it's me and Jesse. Uh, okay, there we go. Hi, Jesse. Hey, what's up? Nothing. We were just talking about Shinmu without you. You sons of bitches. That sounds like it could be a band, Shinmu without you. No, that sounds like you could be a single. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up everything we need to say about Shenmue. Next topic? I think that's been this episode of RebelCast. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call an ambulance. Jesse's down. We were so scared. <laughs> so who did the intro? I just want to know. When was it fantastic? He went low. Uh, we just sort of just said our names and started talking. Oh come on, guys! What have, have I taught you? Nothing. You guys Hold can in, you guys can intro yourselves now. Hold up, Jesse. That was the uh, like twenty minute opening before the main title sequence, and you can just kick right into the main title sequence. Like this is an episode of Castle. Fifteen minutes into the show. <laughs> no, it's it's like a James Bond movie. Hey. See, we were the opening chase scene that had nothing to do with anything entertaining, but not the main plot. But now that you're here, okay, James Bond's here, so now we got to do the title. Welcome to RoboCast 38! I'm your host, Jesse, alongside Donnie, live from the smoking room. Literally, literally alongside. Like, we have to share one mic, so we're sitting sort of close. Yeah, oh, we're you, touching. You guys are we're the touching. best of friends. We're touching. <laughs> it's kind of weird, I won't lie. He's very warm. Is that normal for dudes to be warm? No. Oh god, they're, they're emanating from the smoking pole room. <laughs> yeah hey, the salami got, smoking room i've got some sweet comics on the wall like with dr doom and shit and you could have oh, like that jesse was asking about you know are men supposed to be warm and aaron's straight dead fan no <laughs> i found that very amusing me too so uh I, I think I picked up that you guys were talking about beat 'em ups. We were. Yeah, they're 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 pretty fun. Um, but you know, a game was kind of like a beat 'em up because every well, now and then you, three. you have to beat some ass, Sega fighting style. Hey, someone told me that uh, the Akira guy from Virtual Fighter was also Ryu Hazuki because they both have a scar on the same. Side of the face, and they're made by Sega, which that's all you need to tell me, and it's confirmed. <laughs> that sounds like base, baseless internet rumors. But yeah, so Yu Suzuki is all like, hey, that Kickstarter thing's a pretty cool idea. I wonder if I could do Shenmue that way. And then I immediately um, emptied my wallet on his doorstep. 
I was just telling them how you would probably sell your family into white slavery so you could fund the whole project. Like, I thought to myself, you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't go to college, and I'm pretty okay, so maybe Betsy doesn't need to go to college. And plus, you know, after after you sell her, you can just make us another Betsy and never mention the first one again. <laughs> another Betsy. That would work, I think. And literally, just name the child another Betsy. That, that way is, it's, That is you know. probably the worst idea I've ever heard on this podcast. But also the best. I don't know about pretty, that. That's pretty alarming, because we've talked about freaking, like, Pikachu breaking in Captain Planet's mouth and stuff, so, I mean... <laughs> it would get you Shunmu 3. Ugh. I mean, how much do you really like her? Okay. How about, okay, if I can... Can someone else do like a dirty deal for you, Suzuki, and then I can just borrow it from that person. <laughs> that sounds like can a cut. You then do a dirty deal for them because you know they'll want to be paid in the same way he was paid. Oh, I'll. You you don't know what I would do for Shenmue Three. Wink, wink. I have some ideas. Yeah. Butt <laughs> stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely butt stuff. I've seen a lot of videos, so I'm pretty sure I could do some do some pretty good mouth work. Don't do the glass thing where you break the glass in your butt. No, no, that's I won't do that. It would be not one man, one Shenmue, that's for sure. See, okay, when I heard don't do the glass thing, I was thinking putting glass in your mouth and sucking a dick and just broken glass all over. And I was like, who would be that's into that? Terrifying. Yeah. That's... You have to wear a sailor outfit the whole time. Well, though. yeah. Are you looking? I'm looking for sailors. Where he is? Want to go inside? And make you sandwich? No thanks. God, I love Shenmue. We know. We know. Do you remember when you could get a job as a forklift operator? None of us I mean, have ever played it except you. I I I've played Shenmue too extensively. Yeah. No, I've so, played it. it it you can you can me. you can get a part time job as a forklift operator. How many games let you do that? Name twelve. Quick. Uh, game of life where people kill themselves when they're fifty because that's their fucking job in life. I bet Sims. And, I bet the Sims. Yeah. But in the mean streets of Hong Kong in the eighties, you had to do what you had to do. Oh God. Anyway, so beat 'em ups are amazing. What if you? What have you guys already discussed? Just um, how Dragon 2 is being remade. And we talked about the SimCity crap. And... Ah. Uh, EA, man. What I are they doing? Stand- nope, I still stand by. I want the game. They said that the chat thing was kind of bunked because um, they won't ban your account unless, I guess, you do the credit card thing. But they're all like, oh, we can't do refunds on digital uh, content, but if you bought a physical copy from Origin, then we can do it. It's a bunch of bullshit. I don't. The whole let's buy a game that's always online, even if you're not using the online functions. That just like Diablo three. It, it's garbage. Just they go also, play Torch two. They also okay. pulled a bunch of features out because their servers couldn't support them. Yeah, that was crazy. They called them non-critical gameplay elements. I was like. <laughs> Well, yeah, but if someone's currently going to get an achievement and you're taking that out of the game for a while, they're probably going to be pretty sad. Yeah. Some okay. people actually care about those things. They also took out the ability to... 
They took out the ability no to speed up time. It's a Dutch real commercial. Yeah. My town. Everyone lives on well, the street. Here's an interesting question with this whole SimCity debacle. If Microsoft goes the route that it's been rumored that the new Xbox might have to be always on, always connect to the internet, connect always attached to it, Watch does it. that kill it? You know, like, I, I don't... I heard the Connect can, like, say you rent a movie, then Connect will be like, hey, there's five people in your house, so we're charging you five times for that movie. Yeah, I've be heard like, that, too. I don't think they've implemented that yet, but it's something they're working on. And the whole no more used games? Come on, guys. No one said no more used games. And, again, that's a separate conversation, because I understand the video game uh, company's stance on used games. It makes sense. But at the same time, think about when you were a kid and you're like, hey, Steve, can I borrow Double Dragon 2? And he's like, oh, sure. But now you can't borrow games from your friends anymore. Oh, no, you could. It's really simple. It would be like uh, it would be like buying a sports game from EA. They'll sell that... an online pass or something stupid. Well, no. They, it's like, hey, if you own this, here's an online pass. If you don't own this, here's a seven-day free trial so you can try everything out. Which would be borrowing again. I guess. Let's put it this way. I buy most of my games these days digital. I, I, I rarely buy a disc if I can help it because Steam has provided such a great service that I don't care that they're used games. As long as they work and they continue what? to work, then I am glad to own the games forever and not be able to share them easily. I wish I could. I wish I could just, like, give a game to a friend and, like, forfeit my license. And maybe no, no. Amazon is sort of exploring how to do that digitally. But even now, as Steam is such a great service, I'm willing to actually give them money. No, no, but you're still, you don't own those games. Even when you own a disc, you don't own the game you own the right to play the game that's on that disc. Well, no, no, no. With Steam, it's totally different, because even in their user agreements and everything, uh, they can will, they can take the game off of Steam and off your computer at will without any other just cause. Like, if they ever just don't want to put a game on there, even if you bought it and everything, they don't have to refund your money. They just take it away. Apple can do it with the iPhone. Uh, they can do it with Droid apps. Like, that's part of your user agreement. So, huh. yeah, like... If they, for some reason, ever get in a fight with the publisher, they, if they wanted to just pull that stuff. The thing is, Valve's a good company and won't do that. But if something ever happened, it's totally acceptable to do that. They would delete it from your computer themselves, essentially. Rude. Um, by, you know, taking away the key. I've always worried about Microsoft. And, like, I buy, I have probably 50 or more Xbox Live games. Like, if they ever turn that off, I'm going to be angry because, like, that was the, like, how am I going to play Scott Pilgrim? Or what if they say you can't play him on the new Xbox? Oh, that's... They may. That's not (laughs) Um, a deal breaker. That's just a, I'm not going to get it until I absolutely have to. But, like, if... Thanks to, thanks to Sony, basically, kind of, sort of, but not really saying that about the PS4. I'm pretty sure Microsoft's going to keep all their stuff to try and transfer. It would it, it would be a serious 
lapse of judgment for them not to because they've spent so much time building up the Xbox Live marketplace and so much of it was built just for like just digitally with no physical copies it would be silly of them not to let them let you play those games I think my next console is going to be a PC anyway one that I can like plug into my TV and play with a controller on my couch uh, Steambox? Yeah, maybe that or something else. Well, with Steam's big picture mode, I mean, you could get, like, a really nice PC and just attach it and play, uh, <laughs> controller-enabled games. Yeah, as long as you have the right controller. Uh, this is a, con- here's the thing, Jesse, that's a conversation me and you actually need to have, because with my new computer, I, you know, I mean, I like my controller gaming. Me too. Well, I, I do too, but my PC controller doesn't work on a lot of games for whatever reason, and it's not even an old one. What about the Xbox like the, controller? Forever. That's, that's what I was gonna say. I know a lot of people use Xbox controllers. But see, I feel I shouldn't have to buy another controller when I already have a controller marketed as a PC controller. Yeah, and, and it, by the way, it's uh, a DualShock too, so it's not like it's missing any buttons or anything. Your uh, your wireless Xbox controller doesn't work. You actually have to go buy a wired one. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, they have. You can buy a wireless receiver like on Bluetooth Amazon yeah. for Plus. like less than ten dollars. But still have to buy something. Yeah. Or if you have one of those plug and play cables, you can plug a controller in through that as well. Sorry, Jesse. You're gonna have to spend money. Yep. Sorry. <clears> or <throat> I'll just keep playing my PlayStation 3 because it has Nino Cooney on it. Or I'll just keep playing my 3DS, which has Fire Emblem and Etrian Odyssey 4, which I don't know what the deal is, but it's been a long time since I've played a good JRPG, and there are three right now, and that's just blowing my mind. Are they back, or is this just some weird nostalgia kick I'm on? Hmm. kick. <laughs> I don't think I have the attention span for JRPGs anymore. I I thought that way too. I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe I've just grown grown too old for that kind of lifestyle. But this, like I said, I'm playing three. I mean, those games are freaking huge, and I've got my attention on three of them. That's nuts. I mean, I've I've dumped like 45 hours into Nino Kuni. Uh, the game. You're- Freaking fantastic. You're getting that out of the way now before Betsy gets into like the phase where it's, where you're unable to ever really do that again. When would that be? That's insane. I'll just have her play him with me. Or sedate her. What better way to learn how to read than RPGs? That's how my buddy Ryan did. Oh no, no. It's a great way to learn how to read. I'm just saying like, you'll have to do it when she goes to sleep eventually around the age of like, you know, two-ish. One and a half. Like, from like one and a half to four, it's gonna be kinda hard to do like the 70 or 80 hour game. Eh. Just dose her um, up with some Benadryl. I could. <laughs> <laughs> Ambien in apple juice apparently has no taste. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, that, is, that is frightening because you have a son and. Do you guys want to know a story about what a horrible parent I would be? (laughs) 
Sure. Okay. Those are the best kind. Absolutely. Okay, so my we were uh, babysitting my boyfriend's niece. Uh, at the time, she was maybe four, maybe five. And um, she was in that phase where she didn't ever, ever, ever want to go to bed. So um, I drugged her. <laughs> With melatonin, though. I had, like, um, there are, like, these one milligram doses, and they say an adult can take up to, like, three or four. And I just crushed Twelve. up, I crushed up one and put it in her sunny delight, and she went to bed about an hour later. <laughs> melatonin, melatonin is sold in the vitamin section. It's totally fine. Yeah, well, I had to drug her to get her to go to sleep. And next week, Robo Awesome will be shut down due to uh, <laughs> child endangerment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things you could do, you know, with a kid. I could have given her, like, gin or something. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I used to get that all the time when I was a kid. Oh, God. Whiskey Jesus. with honey in it. <laughs> David, that explains a lot. You hush your face. <laughs> I think he went and drank the whole bottle for, like, for like ten minutes. Probably. There is nothing wrong with me, and me having alcohol as a child had no effect, he said as he puts his beer down. <laughs> we actually had a question from somebody, a fan of ours. Uh, she, apparently she's a really big fan. Oh, she she uh, better be the biggest. Her Hold name on, is... Can I, can I psychic this real quick? What are you doing? Can I, can I like, try and psychic figure out uh, what the question's going to be? Sure. Uh... Okay, I don't have an exact question, but I'm coming up with a topic about what something we wear, possibly under stuff, underwear. Well, today Corey learned how to use Twitter. <laughs> um, but anyway, Aubrey Brown suggested that we talk about our underwear. Um, anyone want to go first? Is it possible to talk about underwear if you don't have any on? Oh! <laughs> you could talk about hypothetical underwear. Or you could, like, talk about remembering the days when you did wear underwear. That's not so bad. Look, I think I had underwear on on Tuesday, but I'm not sure. I know definitely on Friday. Boxer briefs? Because I can go outside in them, and they look like shorts, and they're better than the short shorts that I may wear otherwise. So my neighbors don't complain anymore. I just like trying to dress like Quail Man every once in a while, and underwear required. That's that's a good policy to have, I think. What, to dress up like Quail Man occasionally? Yeah. Yes. The bitch is getting the belt on your head. Today's the day. <laughs> You just look in the mirror and you're like, all right, world, guess what? It's, it's hands down usually one of the cosplays I'd really love to see, like, in person. Like, give me a quail man. That's, that's some good shit. I found one at MAGFest. I have a picture. Oh. I think I yelled killer tofu at him. Nice. Wow. Or that's, I should have been, I should have totally Jesse. trolled him and have been like, happy, happy, joy, joy. He'd be like, what? 
It's nice seeing you, Rocco. Just like, yeah. <laughs> How's that modern life, huh? <laughs> Salute your shorts, sir. Yes. <laughs> hey, have you ever met Donkey Lips? <laughs> it's like what? Like one? Why would I meet the man? I think he's been dead uh, for a while, probably. No, I think he's still alive. No, no he's, uh, he, I just heard, uh, mention of him in a Kevin Smith podcast. Uh, they talked about him in Smoothie Makers, actually. Wow. So he's still alive. Smoothie Makers, is that like a Ronco infomercial? No, it's like, cause, <laughs> His, his company is called Smodco, so he just puts SM in front of a lot of things, like Smoothie Makers or uh, Smodcast, stuff like that. Oh, I thought you said Smoothie Makers. I was thinking this was some new kitchen gadget. No. <clears throat> Not at all. Um, I'm not going to reveal much, but I will say I'm working on a board game. Sweet. What what can you reveal other than it's a board game? Uh, it's about spies, Ooh. and it's fun. It's um, people have called it similar to a roguelike. If you're familiar with that gaming term, <laughs> that was. Have really you good found one. contemporaries in the board game realm? Do what? Have you found contemporaries in the board game realm? I've been I've... looking. <laughs> it's one of the harder things you may have to do, by the way, thanks to the massive amount of types of board games that come out and very few people ever touch a lot of them. I mean, I haven't... I've... I keep my I've... eyes open for, um... For... Like, I watch Tom Vassal and stuff. But um I haven't seen anything with a similar mechanic or so I mean I think I'm pretty good. Okay, I just I always I figured I'd mention it because just with the amount of oh, no, no. that realm, it's fucking ridiculous. No, 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 I totally get it. I was I meant to be looking for looking out for it. Like anytime I see like you know something that looks vaguely like what I've been doing, I always stop and. And research it for like hours, and I'm like, okay, it's not like mine. Ugh. Okay, um. Just surfing the internet while I'm doing this, and since we were talking about, uh, Shunmu and all of that, um. Can I say that certain things on Kickstarter need to die? Sure. Cool. Cause you because you just did. If, yeah. If you <laughs> We don't know if you're gonna edit it out later. Yeah. Probably, probably not. I don't really like to do a whole lot of editing. It's the way to do it. Uh, <laughs> if you're an established company with an established established brand or something, and I don't know resources, why go to Kickstarter? Why? Why? I mean, I know why. I'm not stupid, but like, that's not what Kickstarter was created for. Kickstarter wasn't created so a company could. Resell a game, you know, 
through it and try and get it all funded by the people before the thing even comes out. Like, it's sad. But yeah, but you, I mean, video game companies are huge, especially ones that are part of giant conglomerations. So not everybody, I mean, just playing devil's advocate, not everybody is going to have full resources. If, oh, no, no, no. The no, guy no. who works at Capcom who wants to make a new Mega Man game, sorry, Jesse, the entirety of Capcom's resources and money is not standing right behind one. Oh, team. no, no. No, no. What I'm saying is very subjective. I'm not calling out, like, like uh, Tim Schafer at Double Fine and those guys deciding to make, like, hey, I wonder if the point-and-click adventure game to work. I understand how you need to test the market before making that game because of how much it would cost. And that worked out fine. That's awesome. But, like, and to, to some extent, I understand Steve Jackson being like, oh, man, I made Ogre, like, 20-some years ago. I wonder if people would want to play it again. But, this, like, like Zombie Side exploded, did amazing things on Kickstarter. You don't need to do a second Kickstarter for another edition of Zombie Side. You already know it'll sell. It's just being assholes. Yeah, but maybe they don't have the money and they legitimately need to raise it somehow. But, okay, and I understand that, and maybe it's, but like, when it's a company, cool minis or not, who actually like, have the resources as a company, uh, maybe they don't want to distribute into something else so they'll make more money out of it. It just, like, I want to see their figures to some extent. Like, the guys who made uh, Skullgirls, seeing their figures really helped, because I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But... It was something company... I thought was cool, was just them saying, like, hey, we need this much money, and here's why. Yeah, versus this company, who made, like, close to a million dollars last time, and now they're like, well, we need to do another one. And by the way, oh, they've almost made a million dollars this time of their original $25,000 goal. I mean, fuck. If you're 25000 and you almost made a million last time, you could have gotten a company to be like, we'll give you $25,000 in a heartbeat. That's a fair enough point. Because apparently, like, Steve Jackson's going to do another Kickstarter for another game. He's Steve Jackson. In the board game realm, Steve Jackson's on, like, the highest throne. Him I love doing... Steve Jackson. Yes, so do I. But he doesn't need to do Kickstarter. It's Steve Jackson. It'll sell. Just, ugh. It's taking away the point of Kickstarter to me, where someone like Jesse or a really small company who legitimately don't have the funds try to get help to make this thing they want to make. I feel like shit just got real. I think, I think really the justification is that normally Steve Jackson or whoever, maybe not Steve Jackson, he might be an exception, but even at these more established companies that may have the funds it's less about it it's really about do having less risk and like not having to go to a board and a publisher or something and be like you know we want to make this game and here's why and here's the and it's going to sell this many copies and stuff and I don't know. I think maybe it just allows people to be like, fine, if you guys want it, prove it. And I, I don't know. I think there's a better way to treat it than like pre-orders, but I don't. 
I don't really know what the solution is. I understand why people do it though. Like even bigger teams, like they, the ability to be like independently, we're going to make this thing on our own. If you guys help us has a lot of sway in sort of a corporate publisher developer relationship. And it helps the players feel like they were involved in the process somehow. True. Especially if they give um, the kind of Kickstarter rewards that are behind the scenes stuff. I know I was pissed um, again. The Skullgirls Kickstarter, like the number one category, if you donate or much money, you got to design an NPC. I was super pissed. They were all sold out when I was first got to the site because damn, I wanted to design an NPC. How, how much was that, by the way? I don't. I know it was a couple hundred dollars, but I don't remember how much specifically. But yeah, I would have dipped into my savings account to have an NPC designed in a fighting game. Like, I'm not saying Kickstarter's bad. There are just there are some moments where I look at it and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, well, Kickstarter is a tool, and some people use tools well, and some people use tools poorly. It's like a hammer. You can use a hammer to build a bench. You can also use a hammer to hit somebody in the head. That's a bad thing to do with it. That metaphor got really dark, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. I mean, it was almost like. Expecting you to be like, you could also rape someone with the handle of a hammer. Why are you going to take it there, Aaron? <laughs> That's just what I was expecting you to do. You don't think very highly of me, do you? <laughs> so, hey, shit move. Shit move. See, the thing is, like with Kickstarter, like if it was Shenmue, I mean, partly I would be pre-ordering it, but also I would be helping... Yu Suzuki to finish yeah, no, the no, goddamn no. story. Yeah, because that guy also doesn't have the kind of money it would take to make that game, which I get. But just some people who have the money who decide to do it to basically pre-fund it, which I get allows them to do whatever they want. It's just, I don't know, like Steve Jackson should never touch Kickstarter. Uh, I swear if I ever see like EA, uh, to some extent Obsidian doing it, I was just like, it's Obsidian. I don't think that they need to, in order to make a game, go to Kickstarter. Well, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Kevin Smith, he was going to do Red State with crowdsourcing before Kickstarter was around. And then someone made a comment like, oh, Kevin Smith's begging for money. And he's like, fuck that. So he financed himself. But he says that uh, for Clerks 3, he wants to do uh, half of it like himself and then half of it crowdsourcing. And then that way everyone can be part of his movie, you know? But, yeah, and I get that. And I also, but I also understand that, uh, studios nowadays aren't exactly high on giving Kevin Smith a lot of money. Uh, like, they'll give him an allowance, but since his movies always make the same amount of money regardless of what they are, like, I'm pretty sure his allowance on films isn't as great as it may need to be. His movies still do super well on a DVD. Cause yeah. I know that was, where, okay, cause I know that was where a lot of, like, oh, well, it's not gonna do shit in theaters, but the DVD sales will be amazing. Yeah, which is kinda like, he has the, he has the niche. He has like a certain amount of people that'll always buy his stuff, which in the end always guarantees him a profit. Which is why I also don't think he has a problem fronting his own money. Because he knows in the end, he'll get his money back. Well, no, like, in Clerks 2, they haven't seen none of the actors, like him, uh, Randall, Dante, none of them have seen any money from the Weinsteins from Clerks 2, so. Hmm. 
In fact, that's one of the big things they have to do is, is settle all that stuff because they just did an audit to see what the deal is. Once they get all that settled and and get Randall on board, then they're going to start working on Clerks 3. But um, have you seen the trailer of the new movie, Jay and Silent Bob's groovy cartoon movie? No. Yeah. It looks pretty hilarious. It's a animated feature, and uh, Jason Mewes actually produced it. And um, it's pretty much a blunt man and chronic movie. Interesting. I wonder if he soundproofed his house so he could just do that in there too. I don't know. He does have a room where he likes to podcast. Yeah, twenty four seven, all the yeah. time. Hey, if I could, I would. Yeah. No, I mean, good. To, good for him. Found a way to like chill and just do that. Uh, I want to play SimCity so bad. Too bad. Too bad. Are, are, you guys, are you guys playing anything fun lately? Uh, I'm playing Castlevania. Oh, how's that? It's pretty good. I, I was telling them earlier the, the boss battles are ridiculously hard, but um, if you die, you just start over either at the beginning of a battle or there's like little checkpoints, like when the boss, like, changes to a new phase in the battle, so you don't always have to redo the whole battle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I dumped, like, six straight hours in Civilization Five before we just did yeah. this. That's addicting. So, yeah. Uh, having a PC that can play games is interesting. That's and, interesting. Like, I'm uh, doing a documentary about it. It's called The PC. It plays games, too. What do you know? Well, like, my laptop could barely play... Couldn't even play, like, Half-Life 2 and stuff. And it's not even that old of a laptop. So I'm just not used to having PC games. So I'm kind of in this realm of I'm playing 10 to 15 years worth of uh, PC games I've never been able to touch. Well, I remember that phase well. It lasted two years. Uh, I think Civ Five is going to last me two years. So, <laughs> I've always been interested in those games, but I've never really gotten into computer games. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat taking a risk. I'm investing the money in myself. I uh, needed a new computer to uh, start doing programming in school, and I felt that screw it, I should also have tons of fun on it, and decided to uh, just go balls out. Sounds about right. Best PC game, FTL. That's all I'm going to say. That stands for faster than light. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> I love that game. Like, if I play a game on my computer lately, which has been actually pretty rare, but if I do, it'll be that game. And I love it because it's hard, it's fun, it's different, and the music is amazing. It just makes me feel so happy inside. But I, I really hate when you fight against a ship as a transporter and they just send a whole bunch of people over and mess up your oxygen system and you're like, no! Yeah, I hate that too. I've yeah. never played FTL. It's, it's uh, pretty great. I will say I can't wait to play Tomb Raider. It's going to be awesome. But apparently the PC version has uh, some sort of problem where it crashes after like 15 minutes. So I gotta wait on that. No, that's just how long the game is. There's gonna be a DLC pack 
next week for twenty bucks, and you get another uh, fifteen minutes. Sweet. Well, I'm really, I'm really glad that uh, AMD gave me Tomb Raider for free. Then, you know, that was nice of them. Yes. Hopefully, Bioshock Infinite the same way, where it's like we gave this game to you for free because you only get the first cutscene free, DLC for the first level. Yeah. Well, that's the future of gaming, my friends. I didn't realize Capcom had made Tomb Raider and Bioshock Infinite. Oh shit. That sounded like a burn, maybe. Uh that was a burn. Oh, okay. At first here's where I was at. I was like, David's he's trying to be funny, but I'm not sure how because Capcom does not make those games. But then David's I was like, oh wait. He's making commentary on how Capcom likes to ruin everyone's life. David's trying to be funny, but I don't see pictures. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When is he going to hit the watermelon with a sledgehammer? <laughs> <laughs> That's real comedy. Anytime you can reference Gallagher in a podcast, I think is a good podcast. I'm just saying. Now... Outside of the whole, uh, uh, let's see, what has Capcom done lately that's been so bad? Besides canceling Mega Man Legends, we're just going to stop that right there. Outside of that. That's where it starts. What? Yeah, that's where it starts, but that's basically kind of it. Like, Okay, I will say this. I Capcom is probably... Capcom is on my list of favorite game companies ever. I actually love Capcom and love Capcom games. Aside from canceling Mega Man Legends 3, um, the I kind of feel like the Mega Man brand as a whole has been slightly misused, but at the same time, I also, and just hear me out, I don't mind not seeing new Mega Man games, just because Mega, there's a Mega Man game every single year, and has been for the last 30 years. If the series needs to take a break, I'm okay with that. My big problem has always been their on-disc DLC, and pretending like on-disc DLC is not like, is not a, a bad thing. Well, not, not a bad thing, but just like, oh, we're going to have download. It's already on the disc, but yeah, just kind of like ignore that part. Just give us your money anyhow. That pisses me off. And the fact that they do it you know, every game that they make. Well, them doing it every game is just proof that people are fucking buying it. It's the one but of those things like... are fucking idiots. Yeah. No offense to our great listeners out there. <laughs> You, you know, Capcom fanboys like, fuck you, Robo Awesome. The majority speak on their website called Capcom Awesome. The loudest people speak with their wallets. Like, this entire industry is ran by the wallet. Oh, yeah. And I understand that. But I also don't have to like it. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying it's good either. I'm just saying that it's problems about DLC and always on and all that. And how we get a shitty game when... We were promised a really good game. We, just the community has to come together and be like, okay, we're not going to pre-order games anymore. Uh, we're going to wait, like, for the SimCity thing. There was no way to prevent that, because even if you bought it day one, that happened. At that point, you create such an uproar that they have no 
other reason to uh, fix it or get rid of it, and then you just don't buy the next thing they do. Like you know, but it's a community effort, and that's the problem because well, I, so- I, under- I understand that the power is in the community's hands, and I understand up to the consumer, but also the company is still doing it. Like, yeah, it's the consumer's fault because they're just buying whatever product and taking whatever shit that the company is giving them. Yes, that's true, but the company is still giving them shit. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to disagree with that either. But unfortunately, they won't stop until we stop a certain amount with our response. Like, we have to respond in order for them to stop. And we have to respond more than just, like, this one time. And because Blizzard heard it, I mean, like, what did Here's, what did Blizzard do? Uh, I'm pretty sure Blizzard's never going to do on uh, uh, always on again. Oh, that's yeah. Ah, that's but good. you're only pretty sure. Well, yeah, Blizzard is Blizzard is pretty smart company. I mean, let's be honest, they've but they've also, done a lot of good things. Well. Activision has done some good things, but they've also done some terrible things, like well, yeah. seven Call of Duties in a row. But business-wise, that's just because people buy them. And you know what? Those games are still fun. I every time I play one, I have a good time. So they're doing something right. Oh well, yeah. You can't make that much money and not be doing something right. Or you're I, just I, making something incredible, but that you can make a large profit of by not putting a lot of effort into it. I don't think any of that makes sense. My thing with Capcom is I just, I don't know, I'm such a big Mega Man fan, I guess I want, I feel like he's not, he hasn't been treated fairly. Like, I understand the whole, maybe he needs a break, but at the same time, his break hasn't been, you know, honorable. It's it's been more like them poking fun at him or or just you know th- this is the twentieth anniversary and they haven't done hardly anything cool they they met they let a fan continue making a game that was I guess cool because you know they didn't have to think about it they just, you know someone else did it for them so as far as their treatment for Mega Man. I really hate them I, because the Legend series is one of my favorite series and all the stuff from 3, that was the reason I bought the 3DS to begin with. So, I mean, I feel a little, I felt a little cheated back then, but everything else Capcom, like I, I'm not, I suck at it, but I do appreciate Street Fighter. Uh, I am super excited about the next Monster Hunter. And I will buy probably the Wii U version and the 3DS version, which is pretty ridiculous, but. I did you know. anyway. <laughs> I. Amazon might still have that deal going on. I miss I... Clover. Clover oh, was the best thing Clover. Capcom had. Oh, uh, they're the ones who made Okami. Beautiful and... Joe. Oh, yeah. Okami started on the Capcom 5. But yeah, like, I also don't like Resident Evil. Like, not just the new ones, I've always disliked them. Well, uh, and that's something that I, another thing that kind of irks me about Capcom is, you know, I understand that action games sell. People like 
action shooters, whatever genre you want to call it. But they've got a whole staple of that. There's the whole Devil May Cry series. There's a whole series of, like, action shoot up games that they make. So why is it that Resident Evil, which is a survival mm-hmm. horror game, is nothing but, yeah. There's no, ourselves. I mean. yeah, there's no sense of tension. There's no, oh, how am I going to escape this? It's let me just shoot more things ahead. Oh, I'm watching my brother play Resident Evil 6 right now because he bought it. And he's 13 and he's like, whatever, it's rated M, bruh. Uh, <laughs> That's totally how they think, too. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm. Well, we've I'm, all been there. Exactly. That's what I was saying. It's even just the startup of it was really depressing because it was like, do you want to play single player or multiplayer? And you pick single player, or whatever. And then there's this menu where they're like, do you want people to be able to jump in and jump out of your game? And I'm like, that's sickening. Uh, but then the second to last option in the basic options of the game was, uh, do you want infinite ammo? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you don't have to beat the game or anything, just infinite ammo. So he chose, he chooses no, because I'm actually almost about to flip out as soon as he turns to DS. I'm like, what are you doing? It's not a game. Uh, and then he ends up, even without infinite ammo, ends up with like 120 bullets for his pistol within like the first five minutes. That sounds like like, my kind of game. Yeah. Uh, And then the thing also kills any suspension or uh, any horror to the whole game. You now have a uh, button you can press that turns into like a night vision or not like a night vision kind of staticky view, and it gives you an arrow to show you exactly where to go. Like, uh-huh. So if you're in a room, you press a button, everything changes from darkness to a, a kind of just silver color, and there's an arrow on the wall showing you where to go. And I was like, this is not Resident Evil at all. This is terrible. I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that um, that Resident Evil Railgun game that they made for the Wii is pretty much going to be the series. It's just going to turn into, like, a straight-up shooter. No survival, uh, no horror. It's just going to be a shooter. Revelations was good. I didn't say it wasn't bad, but I mean, like, if you want a survival horror game, you should probably stop buying Resident Evil. If you want an action game, you should continue to buy Resident Evil. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, Resident Evil Revelations, the 3DS one, was a little bit more survival horror-y. Like, it was closer. I thought Revelations... I didn't remember which one Revelations was. Yeah, it was the 3DS one that's coming out on the 360, PS3, and Wii U soon. Uh, You know what Capcom game was really awesome? Breath of Fire. Where's Breath of Fire 6? They have to make up for 5, because 5 was garbage. They have to fix it. Come on, guys. Breath of Fire 6. We want Ryu with his blue hair turning into dragons and shit. Come on. Fix it. Okay. No Breath of Fire fans? Fine. I don't think I've ever played that. You guys noticing a theme here that I haven't played a lot of games? Are you on the right podcast? I play I play games as I haven't played. Oh wait, Pokemon. a wide yeah. array. I'll say a wide oh. array. I was actually I was gonna try something. And I was just gonna start naming NES games through like the '64 and stuff. You see how many I could get that he has played. Um, I didn't play a lot on NES. Just Mario, really. I was gonna say Battle. What Code. else did you need to play? 
<laughs> Zelda, Final Fantasy, Double Dragon, Castlevania, I Teenage the, Mutant Turtles 3. I played okay, the first... Give to answer. I played the first Zelda, but it was way too hard, and I got pissed off at it. <laughs> oh, if the first Zelda was too hard, you should not play Zelda 2, ever, yeah. in your Never life. Never play Zelda 2. Just run. Run! <laughs> I've, I've watched Joey play it. He seems to like it. Well, he, that's that's as good as you should, you know, just don't even touch it. Like, if he needs you to blow into it, don't. Just it was, Slap it, it was, out of his hands. It was on virtual, no, not virtual console. I have that, um, that GameCube collector's disc. It has uh, Ocarina, Majora's Mask, and Zelda 1 and 2 on it. Oh, the really oh, yeah. one. Yeah. I need to replay Majora's Mask. <clears throat> I need to play it. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> Dave, don't worry. It's coming back. I want the 3D version on the 3DS. It, like I said, it's coming back, yeah. See, I don't know, because... I don't know what's going to come first. A remake of Majora's Mask or a remake of A Link to the Past? Uh, Wind Waker. Mm, well, okay, well, if you want, like, I'm obviously, so yes, hard. that was coming out because it's being announced. But as far as, like, what the next remake is going to be, everyone Majora's keeps saying Majora's Mask, but I kind of think it might be linked to the past. Either way, either way, it'll be for the 3DS. I mean, oh, yeah. they redo but... Zelda 2 and they're like, LOL, guys. Gotcha. Actually, hold on. If you think about it, if you were to rework all of Zelda 2 into, like, uh, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time style, it may actually finally work. Yeah, that's true. It'd probably be better. If the thing about Zelda 2 is, aside from it being, like, balls to the wall hard, if you can just fix the combat, because the combat was really loose and, like, it wasn't as tight. Like, if you could have, if you could have a combat scheme from Twilight Princess, but in Zelda 2 in a 3D version somehow, that, I would get a hell of that. Or just play Adventure Time. That too. But no, I think uh, E3 this year, in what, a month and a half? Maybe even like just a month? Uh, it'll be Majora's Mask. See, I'm kind of hoping that the next 3DS game is not going to be a remake, and I hope that because so far all of like the portable DS Zelda's have carried on like the Wind Waker storyline. Uh, there was Phantom Hourglass and then Spirit Tracks, and if you if you think Phantom about Hourglass it, is really good. Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks that's both linked with like a supporting secondary character, and you were on the sea, and then you were on the land. I'm kind of hoping there's, like, another game a hundred years in the future where you're with some, like, sassy scientist and it's in an airship and, like, a steampunk Zelda, because that would be amazing. <laughs> See, I would much rather have a, like, a re an original Zelda 2. I just, I don't know if, uh, I would kind of hope they'd go the Pokemon slash Oracle Seasons route and you get Zelda games that are slightly different, but, you know, they interact with each other. That would be cool, too. Yeah, I love me some Oracle and Seasons. They're, I know they've been announced for um, Japanese Virtual Console. Are they coming out for American? Cause I, I thought I heard somewhere that they were, and I would really like to play them, because they're the only Zelda games I like, other than the god-awful CDI ones that I haven't played. 
Uh, it hasn't been like it hasn't been announced for America yet. They're okay. hinting heavily at it. I mean, well, yeah, they, they kind of have to. It's, like that'd be dumb. Well, you have to work Nintendo, out. They the don't license. have to do anything. You have to work out the licensing with Capcom for it, because Capcom made them. So. Yeah, but they were able to put Minish Cap on um, Ambassador for Minish Cap was also made by Capcom. Yeah. But it was fun. I think, I think flagship. Oh, Minish Cap is my favorite Zelda game. Minish Caps would be my favorite one if Wind Waker didn't exist. Wind Waker would be my second. See, I, mean, I love everything about Wind Waker except for that fucking fetch quest at the end of the game. It just pulls everything to a halt. That's the worst. That's see, and I think it's just I, one of I those. I didn't mind things. it, I guess. Yeah, well, I think I don't know if I didn't mind it or just I forgot. Like since it's been so long since I finished Wind Waker, I just really forgot how long that was because it does. I thinking about it, it just doesn't seem like it was that bad. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't remember it like detracting from the game. It's like separate pieces. And I normally don't like fetch quests. It's eight but separate think... pieces, and what gets me is that you have to, like, first you have to find eight separate charts, and they have to be tingle to decode the charts, and tingle charges, like, 250 rubies, so you have to make sure you have enough rubies. So you have to get eight charts, then you have to get rubies, then you have to follow the eight charts to find the eight pieces. Well, that sounds like mainly you're just mad at tingle, which is completely understandable. But if you're gonna, don't hate Wind Waker just because it's one son of a bitch. You just hate Tangle. I don't hate Wind Waker, it's just that part of the game. So just say it, say it loud and proud that you hate Tangle. I don't because hate Tangle, I just hate that one part of the game. It's because... his fault, you just no, said no, it was his fault. No, hate Tangle, it's fucking hate crime. Is it a hate crime? I don't think so. It might <laughs> Might turn into it. Is it what? <laughs> I I think I lost this one too. Yeah, uh, I was going for something else, but then I said hate crime, and I was like, nah, I don't really know what to do. Stick uh, with it. I don't um, know. What to do. So you just went with the joke. Failed, but you're like, whatever. I got its back. Okay, so that's kind of admirable. Do any of you three have the uh, Oya on a pre-order? Hey. Uyo, Wayo. No. No, because no, I already yeah. have an Android phone. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Nicely done, Aaron. Thank you. No, see, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I just, I mean, it's a hot thing. I. But couldn't the same thing be said about the Steam Box? Because it's going to be, you know, it can't be that much more powerful. Yeah, I have one of those too. It's called a computer. <laughs> that I think, um, I was going to bring this up earlier, um, but something that I find really interesting with Steam, I'm not a huge PC gamer, so I have a Steam account, but I don't use it a lot, but what I don't get is everybody hates GameStop, a monopoly that tries to control everything. Steam does the same basic thing. Like Steam basically has a monopoly on digital distribution, but nobody cares. Oh, the answer to this is easy. Um, and I'm not even saying it's justified or right, because Cliff Blazinski went on a huge rant about this. And I fully agree with Cliff Blazinski's, like, 
rationale. Uh, Valve controls its image better than EA. Well, you can have a good image, but you're still a monopoly. Monopolies are not good. Yeah, Again, no, I'm no. not trying to knock team or anything, but like, oh, no, no, they've got a really good image. Okay, that's great. But they're still a monopoly. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that they're a monopoly isn't exactly fantastic, but like, they control their image so well, people don't look at them in a negative light because they're Valve. Like, Valve has created themselves to be like, oh, they're Valve. They made Steam. It's cool. They did Half-Life. Like, they don't do bad... They, as a business, might do terrible things, but, like, the games they make are great. Their service on the computer is fantastic. Like, they've really kept... Like, they've kept their image pretty clean. And that Do helps. not... Sorry. Go on. Oh, I was saying that helps them, like, look good, whereas EA can do the same practices, but thanks to how EA is, people will be like, oh, they're evil. EA's evil. Valve is good. It's all in the PR. Like, Here's my stance on the whole thing. Do not question our benevolent overlords, or Half-Life 3 will never come out. Oh, Half-Life 3 is never going to come out regardless. Some of us hope. (laughs) Some of us hope like we're waiting for the rapture. Yeah. No, Half Life Half Life Three is real. Ooh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so are unicorns. According to North Korea, <laughs> they found its lair. <laughs> but no, uh, it's kind of like or-, or it's like Origins. Like everyone gives Origins shit, and they're like Origins is so terrible, all that. Like. Steam didn't become Steam, like, right away. That was years of work. Origins is going to be shit for a little while until they figure it out. But once they do, uh, then, you know, Origins will eventually be in the same realm as Steam. But thanks to EA's image, it may not be perceived as, like, you know, as nice. Hey, you and SimCity is doing nothing to help it. You know what that reminds me of? That uh, I kind of need to go. Oh. <laughs> Jesse, All right, real quick. Have you guys been uh, recording or? No, we we couldn't get the recording set up. So okay, we'll just end it real fast. But um, <clears throat> I just wanted to give a couple uh quick shout outs to uh some comics I read recently. Uh, Nova number one, it's really good so far. Uh, the story is very interesting. The art is really good. Um, and. New Avengers number three wrapped up pretty nicely. Um, it's getting real good. So yeah, those are what I've read so far. I got another stack in front of me, so uh, I'm sure I'll tweet about it or something. Cool. But uh, I guess that's it for tonight. Uh, don't just be awesome, be Robo awesome. And check out David's comic. Oh yeah. Yes, please do. Freaking. You've been knocking them out of the park lately, dude. You've just been... They're hilarious. Keep it up. Well, if you are I interested in not only the comics, but also other thoughts, artwork, etc., I am on Tumblr, which you can find at dfdfleming.tumblr. That's F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Be sure to check that out. I'm making a conscious effort to focus more on 
artwork and comic creating. So there's definitely a lot more there than there was six months ago. Yay. Andy. <laughs> Would anyone else like to plug anything before we sign off? Uh, this is going to be a terrible one. Rest in peace, Paul Bear. Awesome part of my childhood. Oh, yeah, that guy was awesome. He he had one of the best voices. Like, he was he was incredible. Oh, he yes! Was, yeah. Like, big bucket of win. I feel bad for you, even though I don't know who that is. Oh, Paul Bear. <laughs> he was a Paul Bear. <laughs> um, I've been doing another podcast with my friend Audrey, who asked us the lovely underwear question. Traitor. Born for Geekdom. <laughs> yeah, you can find it at uh, www.bornforgeekdom.com. You actually have to type the www, so I'm trying to help her get around that, but she's not very computer savvy. So. Oh. I'm sure she'll I'll, love listening to this. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> You're like, that son of a bitch sold me out. <laughs> All right, is that it? Yeah. Okay, Jesse, do you want to do your signature outro again since we started talking? Yeah, because <laughs> we did just that. Instead of just being awesome, we're like, no, we're not done yet. We want to be robo-awesome. So you guys do the same. Peace out, Girl Scouts.